audio up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. You guys ready to knock into this thing? Let's, yeah, do, it. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Jameson on the Rocks podcast. Today I have with me Cam and his damn jam band. How you fellas doing? Fantastic. Yeah. No complaints? No. None at all? <laughs> man, you guys are awesome. Let's go ahead and go through and do names, occupation within the band. I already know, but I, let's let the people know, you know? Cool. Uh, well, hello. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sing and play guitar and uh, dance around on stage. <laughs> nice. Hello. <laughs> it's Brian, the sax guy. I watch Cam dance on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I guess keeping with the awkward. Hello. My name is uh, Max, and I'm that dude that slams on all the things in the back of the stage, formerly known as a drummer. Nice. Rhythmic slamming. Rhythmic slamming. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> I am. I slap at a bass, and sometimes they let me sing. So, <laughs> slap at a bass. <laughs> Your name's Garrett Gray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, I'm glad to have you guys out. I'm glad we could oh, line appreciate this up. You I'm, having I'm stoked us. to hear the story. So, I don't know where to start. Where do you guys want to start? Anybody, anybody, an original, you guys all original members, or how does the lineup go? In terms of like original members, it would probably be uh, Garrett and I because uh -huh. we we met each other uh, back in college and we, okay. we had you know a jam that kind of was really cool and magical and you know we kind of looked at each other at the end and we're like hey you know this was great with all these other musicians but uh, you want a jam because that was cool <laughs> that was and, tight yeah it was really tight uh -huh. and uh, you know ever since then we just kind of really locked in pretty immediately. And then just kind of played as a duo for like a year and a half, we two years. We called ourselves Jumbo Shrimp at one yeah, point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went by Jumbo world. Shrimp and played like open mic nights in Dahlonega okay. and stuff. So like acoustic duo or like? Kind of, sort of, yeah. yeah. Sometimes electric. It was bass and guitar okay. for a lot of it. Okay. Yeah. And But the, the goal from the start is to find a band, right? Or Pretty kind much, of? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where it started. We we were jamming, and we had spent, what, like two, two and a half years in Dahlonega just uh -huh. playing and playing and starting to write music, and it hit us. We don't really want to be a bluegrass band, and that's about uh -huh. all you can find in Dahlonega. There's some fantastic bluegrass musicians, but we want to play rock and roll. Totally, you know? totally. So totally. Uh, that's when we moved down here to Athens, and okay. we were like, let's find a band. And yeah. We found ourselves Look a band at you guys go. Look yeah. at them. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> so a great spot. You guys are from Dahlonega? Uh, I, or you just I went grew to school up there. there. You, did you say you were in college there? Uh, he went to college there. I grew okay. up in Dahlonega my whole life. Very so. cool. Okay, I didn't know that about you guys. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So what was it about Athens in particular? Any Was it just like the music folklore of it or the rock uh, capital of the South? I don't know. <laughs> not not quite. Uh, yeah. I, I was a grad student whenever. Okay. Whenever that was the original reason I moved to Athens nice. was I was a UGA grad student in yeah. the chemistry department. Oh well, that uh, worked out nicely then. It you know it worked out extremely nicely because as it happened, when you're a chemistry graduate student, you teach undergraduate labs. Okay. Like chemistry 101, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm at senior brian here as a, a student. student yeah in one of my yeah he was a student in one of my labs and uh i had a guitar on me because i had this break in between like some of my classes yeah. and the lab and everything i was just gonna go and play some guitar just like, flex on campus no big deal <laughs> that's exactly the reason you're totally right no, um, but I, I had this guitar and i walked into lab and i like put it back on the bench and i was walking around and at one point brian just goes could for some reason, he decided to antagonize me all the time. He just goes, hey, I just want you to know that, you know, having a guitar and bringing it to class doesn't make you cool. <laughs> and I was like, 
okay, I don't understand why you're coming at me like this. Oh, goes, oh man. Well, it was just one of those TAs you had to mess with. Yeah. Right? And you guys had met before or no? Well, I mean, we were in just, class. No. In yeah. class. He was just my teacher. So I was like, that's right, hilarious. Yeah, he's yes. one of the guys I had to mess with. I love that. Yeah. That's classic. Good little roast. Yeah, so he roasted me about that, and uh, he followed it up pretty much immediately with, oh, by the way, just so you know, uh, I'm a god-tier sax man. He said that? Well, word for word, that's exactly <laughs> what he said. God-tier, I'm a god-tier sax man. And you know my response, also word for word? Bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so very soon after, he came oh, over and played some music and proved that he yeah. wasn't lying. I and, love that. I love yeah. loving that confidence roaring out of this guy. God, I'm, I'm the most confident one in the band. That's how I introduce <laughs> him as the most confident member of the band. And it worked out because me and Cam had talked for ever since we started playing together. We were like, a sax would fit this. Yeah, we want a sax okay. on this. But that's going to be a piece that's coming like later down the line yeah, when we like can afford it. You piece. know, like we'll put the band together and then uh -huh. hire a saxist maybe way down the line. And the next piece of the band was a sax player. Interesting. That was that's hilarious. In. It was awesome. So you guys had the, the sax before the drums. Yes. Indeed. He introduced <laughs> yeah. us to Max. And, yeah. In fact, I didn't come until significantly after the band really got their roots. Really? Because initially... Um, so Brian and I ended up living in the same uh, dorm complex uh -huh. uh, down in East Campus Village. Nice. Shout out to them. Um, so, yep. So I was outside. I was, I was playing a little hand drum. Uh -huh. um, you know, just kind of keeping my uh, keeping my chops up. Flexing on campus. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and so sure enough, Brian hears me and he comes out and he's like, hey, do you play drum set by chance? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, do you play with the band? And I was like, no, not really. And he was like, well, do you want to? <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know how much time I have, but I'd love to come join. Yeah. Um, and so I came over for a jam and absolutely fell in love with these three. Let's go. Um, and then they were like, hey, Jan or, uh, February 8th, yeah. Are you free and can you come play a show at the Caledonia <laughs> Lounge? This was like five days earlier yes. <laughs> before we were supposed to be playing yeah, the show. This was February fourth. Yeah, this we both like didn't third. have a drummer. Oh, and they didn't have a drummer, so damn. Y'all booking shows without a whole lineup. Y'all are crazy, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was my birthday weekend, mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I'm gonna be out of town. Yeah. So sadly, no. Mm -hmm. um, so they ended up getting. Uh, Lena, um, Lena Allen, Lena incredible. Allen. She's, Shout out to her yes. too. She's, Lena she's an incredible. unbelievable Go, person. She's into yeah. like really indie acoustic music right now. She's Athens it. based. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. yeah. She is. Cool. She's in school here and she kills it too. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt oh, no. your story, Go but ahead. shout out Lena. She's awesome. That's Tuesday great. Tuesday and Thursday homegirl. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> See her every day, every Tuesday. I'm gonna have to look her up. She got any music out? Yeah, she put out an EP. How do you spell her name? Lena Allen, L E N A L A L L. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. I got it. Um, uh, continue on. Yeah. So basically, uh, kind of from that from that point on, they played with Lena as their main drummer, and uh, our first uh, single, or kind of their our first single, um, has Lena on it as the drummer. So, you know, like a little while, a little ways down the line, the next year, pretty much uh -huh. the same time, towards the, you know, actually like in the beginning of the fall semester of last year. Um, Brian and I still live in an ECV. <laughs> ECV. He sees me again and he's like, hey, you want to come over and jam again? Like, yeah. you know, we all enjoyed it and we'd love to have you back. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm yeah. not going to say no to jamming more. <laughs> um, so I ended up tagging on 
um, and played as percussionist for a while. Okay. Um, so like like just yeah, bongos so and stuff. I or? did bongos and and kind of timbale style with a nice. lot of you know, cymbals and bells and whistles and just a little extra weird flavor. Stuff. It was a flavor. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it was pretty freaking cool, man. I still, I still want to get a percussion player because yeah. it, yeah. it was fun. I could see that fitting you guys' vibe. I could see that a little percussion. I'll do it all kind of guy. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, but uh, when we decided to go on tour and we were kind of saying like, hey, you know, mm. who's in? You know, we kind of have to set it for a month. Like, yeah. you know, it's going to be a month on the road, kind of mm. just have to go with the band. Um, and Lena just didn't have the time to, to yeah. give to that. And, it's a lot of time. You know, it's, it makes yeah. sense. You know, it's a whole month that she really couldn't do much of anything else. So uh, at that point, I was like, I haven't planned anything for that month. So, you know, I ended up filling in on drums and haven't gone back since. Nice, man. Yeah, That's we a... found out he was funky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a great intro story. You guys got that down. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty so good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot to ask, though. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what are you doing for the next month? You know what I mean? It was yeah. one of those kind of make it or break it kind yeah. of points where mm-hmm. it was like, all right, we've been jamming. We've like been scheduling some shows around people's schedules mm-hmm. and all, but we, this is a point now where... If we want to do this tour, we got to yeah. start asking some of the hard questions. You're either in or you're out. Are, yeah. Of. Are you committed to this? Can you be committed to this? Nothing against you. We still want to jam. We still love yeah. you. But can you be committed? And this is the group of four that I love that man. To doing this. Can That's you great, ride dude. In a van with Brian for <laughs> hours is one of those. It'll test record. you. Is a requirement. It seemed like that question was directed at me. We <laughs> <laughs> ended up. Uh, Jamming in the groovy, su- the groovy, the, uh, groovy subi yeah. for for the month of the <laughs> tour. We took we is that took the vehicle. Two, uh, yeah, so yeah. we have the damn jam van. Okay, nineties um, Astro van. That's yeah. beautiful. That's it's beautiful. a luxurious ride. I believe it. I believe it. A luxurious ride where the battery there's a, some sort of short in the system, and you don't. I, I can't figure it out. I've taken yeah. half the dashboard out. The radio doesn't work. Nothing works like battery wise in it. And so everywhere oh, we man. stop, the battery like keeps getting drained and drained. So we'd play a show, stop, unhook the battery, play the show, come back, have to hook the battery back up, crank the car and go. So it's just station. part of the process. That's crazy, man. What kind of van is it? Uh, an Astro van, like an a 95. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it's huge. It carries all of the gear and like half of the band. Got yeah, like 350000 on it. Oh, yeah. It's that's priceless. a tour machine, it's priceless. Man. Nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> tough sell, tough sell, tough sell. Tough sell. <laughs> Priceless in what sense of the word, yeah. man? It got us to point A to point B. <laughs> it it made it the entire tour. Yeah, it That's did. respectable, man. <laughs> yeah. So in the start, like I guess when everybody, once you guys do eventually all line up, where are you guys playing at mainly? Like, Is there a round you're doing? Obviously before the tour, which the tour wasn't that long ago, right? It was September, right? That was in the uh, spring. Yeah. It was in the spring? Okay. Um, so yeah. So where are you guys starting to play at? Where are you starting to build some roots at? You know what I mean? In the beginning. Um, Anywhere in particular? In the start, me and Cam played, when it was just a duo side of things, we played a lot in Crimson Moon in Dahlonega. Crimson Moon? I've it's heard a, of that. It's a yeah. really, really cool uh, bar. Got a lot of uh, Amy Ray's influence okay. with uh, the Indigo Girl. She, yeah, yeah. She, she put a lot of money into that. And I, she might be part it's owner. It's a smaller place, right? It is. It's yeah. a smaller place, but it's a beautiful place. And uh, So we were playing up in Dahlonega, and then we played a uh, like a brewery up in... Uh, the Carolinas, just okay. odding in things that we could find. But once we moved down here, it was like Canopy and the Roots in Dahlonega. Yeah. Honestly, outside the Ben and Jerry's, we would just plug in 
Uh, Let's get it going. We'll bust shout it. out to Ben and Jerry <laughs> for openly letting us steal their power yeah. in a with a bright orange extension cord running out of their front door, so we could play music on the streets of Athens. Shout out Ben and Jerry's. My God, yeah. Hey, Jerry's. sponsor us, Ben and Jerry's. We, we, we will get had, you some followers. We're looking for an endorsement, please. <laughs> we had a whole run in it first because we were across the street at a Starbucks. Okay. And we didn't really ask them yeah. if we could use their power either. And so we were plugging in. They were the only ones that had outlets outside. And we yeah. plugged in. And then they put up signs, don't use, like, outlets after hours. So we were like... Fuck the signs. Fuck Starbucks. And then, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So He's on the we go Starbucks past the signs, we plug right. in, we play again. All of a sudden Jeez. they cover the outlets and we're like, you know what? Fuck Starbucks. So Let's we go to war. what they're covering <laughs> on the outlets. I'm not a damn screwdriver. And so there's no longer outlets outside that Starbucks downtown really? because they're of us using it after hours. So they're they're cracking down, man. Oh, yeah. So we called up Ben and Jerry's and they're like, oh, yeah, do it. Yeah. So. Shout out Ben and Jerry's. Shout, Shout out Ben and Jerry's, 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 Jerry's for real. Every other week for six months, we were out there really? jamming from like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Just that's talking to everyone man. downtown yeah, and that's everything. That's hilarious. And there, awesome. there are people now that come to like every single one of our shows that we met at the yeah. at, in front of the Ben and Jerry's playing those shows. Like people come and they're like, wow, you guys are really jamming. Who the hell are you? And those people have been to almost every show since. That's so, hype, man. That's yeah, those Ben and Jerry's shows were Great. The Ben and Jerry's era. <laughs> the Ben and Jerry's run. Man, we had a 16-day run of the Ben and Jerry's amphitheater. It was awesome. Yeah, Two legs of a tour with Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. That's a good story. Yeah, you guys should keep, keep telling yeah. that one. I like that. Yeah. People are going to like that. Um, but, but, so once you get past the Ben and Jerry's stage, yeah. <laughs> where are you playing at in Athens after that? So we, we had our first 40-watt show um, not too long ago. I think it was October. Yeah, I remember. No, it was October. Yeah, early October. October. Yeah, early October. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know that because we had we had yeah. uh, tenth was. I remember I wanted to come because yeah. it was it was yeah. like the night before mm-hmm. was Avery and I wanted to see Avery I think and then you guys were the night after right other Maybe. way around other way around like, yeah either way that whole weekend we were in Tuscaloosa I was like yeah. fuck mm-hmm. we're missing two good ones at Forty Watt yeah. but yeah how was but that it was great man it was a wonderful yeah. show it was super fun I love yeah. that venue and you Me know they, they really did a great job with it and you know. They at the end of the night, you know, the manager was like, "Yeah, we'll, got, we'll have you guys back." So yeah. we're in the works right now of putting together a show with a couple other great bands that That's I want awesome, to man. disclose right now. Yeah, um, we're, we're going to be playing, you know, there. A, in the coming months, not exactly sure when, but you know. Yeah, that's awesome, and then, man. You uh, guys were top of the bill on that, right? Headline. Yeah. It was you guys. Uh, Josh Bennett Band and Drew uh, oh, Thomas. Love that lineup. Was, big yeah. big great. fans. Big yeah. fans of both yeah. of them as well. Yeah, was and wasn't there show. a theme, if I remember correctly? Was there a theme? Tie dye. Tie dye. Nice. Oh, yeah. You guys are big on the theme thing, right? Don't you guys do that pretty fairly often? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we're kind of actually going to be diving into that a little bit harder with. You know, like, talking about like the next forty watt show, like forty watt and Smith's old bar in Atlanta, we've kind of been, you know, developing these relationships with Smith's is great. Yeah, we yeah. played there twice now, and uh, you know, whichever one of those comes first, next, we're gonna have a specific musical theme about okay, it too, okay. and kind of follow that, and it's gonna oh. it's gonna be like you know we're. <clears throat> Should I, you know, screw it. The next, <laughs> the next big show that we that Nobody we play. Nobody listens to this at, thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, 
it's gonna be blues night. So we're gonna, we're gonna you know come out wearing you okay. know blues brothers glasses and nice. shit like that, and play a whole bunch of blues classics. And That's just, hype, like, bro. Stevie Ray and Jimi Hendrix. And I stuff, love stuff and, you know, like that, man. I think that shit's so, so cool. It gives you a, another reason to come. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You know, just add opinion. a little extra layer to it. So yeah, dude, I'm, I'm interested in that too. I wanted to do like '90s night or like '80s night, mm-hmm. like still play originals, but like you can play covers from only that decade. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh I think yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, that's a great idea. See, we had realized that just kind of through trial and error and just uh-huh. the more you play, the more you know kind of thing where it's hard. Like if we booked four shows in Athens and one of those is the 40 watt and they're all in a month and a half time yeah. frame, you know, that's you struggle to pull the numbers exactly. for like a big, ooh, excuse no, me, a fine, bigger show. And uh, so what we kind of figured out is if you can take some of the um, – the the bar shows and some of the uh, fraternity and sorority shows and everything mm-hmm. and you play some music and you play your covers and you have a good yeah. time and you still party and it's an awesome time yeah. but then separate that from the 40 watts and the smith's exactly. old bars and some of these venues that are like real venues kind r- real of venues and yeah exactly and kind of have that separation and have two total difference like yeah you can come for the music on one but it's going to be a performance on the other yeah. while theatrics will have uh yes, scripted it, themes there'll be scripted things we do on stage and everything yeah. try to make you laugh just scripted it's <laughs> <laughs> like cam picks up a mic <laughs> we start doing this <laughs> all right we figured that out at uh one of our canopy and the root shows in delonica we had um a friend of ours uh johnny come down in a uh-huh. banana suit and we had this this whole like, like pr- prayer to the banana god kind of, okay. and he filled up our uh, different shot glasses and took a Dude, shot what? with us and everything and danced around on stage and then left just stuff like that. It, yeah, it, that stuff's cool, it, man. People remember memorable. shit like that, mm-hmm. and that you guys are pretty pretty smart to be that far in the process because there is a difference between a bar show and a venue show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 100%, it's a different absolutely. kind of show. And I don't, I don't. This is something I think about a lot too, because like. I don't know, like, you're trying to ride the line between I want to play a lot and I want when I play to be, like, good. Like, when I play at 40 Watt, I want it to be like, oh, fuck yeah, they're at 40 Watt, let's go see him. Or people are going to be like, oh, they played at Borset on Tuesday, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So trying to thread that needle, which is interesting. I don't know, haven't really came out with much on it yet, other than, like, don't promote the bar shows the same way. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If yeah. you can start really building that separation between what yeah. is a bar show and what is a venue show, then I feel like yeah. you can... Get the crowd at both when they know they're going to expect, like, yes. they can expect something different at both. Yes. Yeah, That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. How have you guys liked Smith's Old Bar overall? Pretty great. Love oh, Smith. Yeah. How many times have y'all been there? Fantastic. Twice. Once Twice. In, the, in the downstairs room and once upstairs. Ooh, that was upstairs. I've never done upstairs. Man, it was great. It what's, was, uh, it was what's the name of the upstairs? Is it Atlanta Room or Music yeah. Room? The Music Room. Uh, music Room's upstairs. Music Room's upstairs. They just redid the lights in there. Did you guys see that? Yeah, man. Like a week <laughs> after we played there. Oh. <laughs> they redid the lights. Who did you guys do the top room with? Uh, a band called called Down Boy out of Nashville. Down Boy. Shout out Down Boy. Shout Down Boy. Yeah. Down Boy. Two words. Down Boy. They they are an unbelievable three-piece band. Interesting. I love three pieces. Three pieces. I feel like there's like an inherent respect for like a three-piece. Yeah. You can't have a weak link and hide in a three-piece, you know? It's like, oh, if one of us messes up, it's going to be obvious. I have respect for the three-piece game. My buddies, well, you guys know Jeff Vernon. Jeff Vernon and Trevor Tripp are doing the two-piece thing, which I have mad respect oh, for and they're tight as terrifying <laughs> they're so sick but um yeah who else was on the bill was it just you two it you was just down boy and us yeah how'd you guys one. do ticket wise pretty good uh, pretty happy did, it was 
It was all right, honestly, because yeah. it was shortly after our 40-watt show, which, ticket-wise, was great. Yeah. But, you know, oftentimes when we play Smith's Old Bar, we've had, you know, solid Athens crowd come to that show. Mm-hmm. But since we had played the 40-watt, like... Four days Yeah, earlier? four or yeah. five days before, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, we didn't get a huge crowd. But the people that did come, like, were people that haven't been to some of the shows over the... Yeah. And they happened to be able to make it to this one. It was great. Like, I, my dad got to come, which nice. is cool. My dad's not been able to come to any of our shows. For really? really? And he came to this one and played a couple songs with us, which was awesome. That's hype, man. You See, know? that's all and, that matters is that yeah. people there enjoy it, you know? Yeah, and, and I mean, it was, it was still a wonderful show. And... Yeah. To a degree, like of course, I, I wish that we had sold more tickets. But at the same time, that. I was—I really loved the fact that when I was standing on the subwoofers talking, I, I was talking to a group of people that I could tell were all like right there and and That's right. Awesome. In the, it wasn't like a huge room where you can't see everyone's eyes. You know, yeah. you can't really be there. It felt yeah. really intimate and great. That's which high, was man. cool for the first, you know, big upstairs room show. Yeah, dude, that's sick. It was, man. It was a big jealous. moment for me too. That sounds fun. Sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds like mm-hmm. a good time. How how'd you guys like downstairs? Downstairs is fun. I think we were only like two tickets short of selling out the downstairs. Damn, yeah. nice, man. Who was on that bill? Anybody in particular? Uh, just us and Drew. Just that was part of tour this last week. Really? Spring. Okay. Yeah. That was like the final date, wasn't it? Or wasn't it? It was, it was close it to was the close. end? Yeah, it was towards yeah, the end. Yeah, the final one was uh, Boar's Head. We did a Saturday night. Good Saturday old Boar's, yeah. yeah. That was nice. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Well, cool, dude. That's six. Miss Olbar. Two tickets yeah. away? That's painful, bro. You guys are so close. <laughs> yeah. So close. I just told myself it was a sellout. Yeah, but anybody yeah. else yeah. asked? <laughs> anybody else asked? That bitch was sold out. <laughs> That's what the manager said. He, like, walked up to me. He's like, y'all sold out? And we're like, really? He's like, well, not really. <laughs> She's like, well, no. Oh, shit, man. That's hilarious, bro. Yeah, real quick, while we're on the topic of venues, yeah. I got to say shout out to Canopy and the Roots. We mentioned them earlier, yeah. but you were saying, like, venues that we've been playing routinely they uh, were the first venue to have us on a routine basis canopy in the roots in they're up in Dahlonega yeah, yeah it's a new it's a relatively newer venue um, they what, what's just the vibe re- like it's on, <laughs> really cool so it's underneath a coffee shop and yoga studio okay and they have this stage that has like roots coming down like on and like on top of the stage yeah. and it's like a speakeasy downstairs with really like low lighting and couches but there's you know they got the stage with a nice like those sound system six, six, it's six. a small it's kind of like an intimate space where you could mm-hmm. fit i think a total of what 125 people there i think, I think it was um, just under 100 now just under 100 okay yeah, yeah. it was so like 95 was yeah. Yeah. limit very very small but, I like that. Yeah, we played yeah. there when before they had renovated when you could only have 50 people there. <laughs> and we, you know, we got a good Dahlonega crowd out like two or three times and yeah. sold it out, I think, two Twice. or three times we played. Mm-hmm. That's high, and, man. Uh, he was he just kept, you know, he was like, you guys bring a crowd and you're fun and weird and cool, so, you know, keep coming back. So <laughs> shout weird. out, Canopy. We shout love you, out, Brandon. Brandon. Uh, you, you know, they were the first to, like, Shout out, Canopy. Have, That's have cool. A, I'm going to look into that. That sounds sick. So it was cool. tell me, well, I don't want to get too sidetracked about it, but what is, you said that the music scene in Dahlonega is very bluegrass. I mean, I could see that, right? Is there, like, any kind of scene up there at all, though, or is it, like, just, like, very scattered? Uh, it's just really, curiosity. really scattered. Some, so you'll hear some of the best musicians you've ever heard, uh-huh. but they don't play anywhere. There's a uh, band up there called Ugly Cousin. Okay. Beautiful Appalachian bluegrass. One of my favorite uh-huh. bands. Two of the uh, members were my teachers, like, growing Sick. up in Bologna. And um, they've won bluegrass awards up in Nashville and everything Damn. at these different festivals, but they don't play but twice a year. They'll play like once in Blairsville, once in Dahlonega, because they all have a bunch of jobs and okay. they're living life and they're family people now. You know, yeah. they're in their need to get them that Ben and Jerry's and contact, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, 
But there's musicians like that. Uh, there's if you go downtown on any Saturday, there's 15 musicians sitting there just picking Busking bluegrass around. in the square. They're phenomenal. But there's no like other than Zach Brown coming out of Dahlonega. Yeah. No one's like heard of like really any of the venues in Dahlonega. It's yeah, it's pretty quiet. Name any, and you don't really hear about anybody going there either. But you know, we can't go to every town, I guess. You know, it, so exactly. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, I won't go too long on that. But I was just curious about the Dahlonega scene. That was a good definition, I think. Just because it was my hometown, that's yeah. one reason we go there a lot. I've, I've got yeah. a lot of friends and family up there. Good you crowd. know, the, nice, interesting. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, we were on Smith's Old Bar. Where was some other? Okay, so you played been playing around at this point do you guys have any music out before the tour or when does the music start coming out you know what i'm saying the originals well we had we actually had all of our music that's out right now out uh -huh. before we toured it was okay. it was kind of like a tour shortly after we released our ep nice was, you know a damn good time came out so we went on a damn good tour i like it uh, i remember <laughs> you guys were like doing the whole maybe it was wednesdays at boards but you guys were doing it a lot and mm -hmm. pushing it really hard before i remember that and thinking that was really cool yeah. But yeah, wouldn't you guys just go to Wednesday and play the whole EP for the for the Wednesday mic night? It, it, we, I think we did that like two or three times. We did yeah. it once like right after we released it, and it was a freezing cold night, yeah. and there were like eight people there. But, we, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like we were super excited because it was like, it's our EP release party, yeah. and then yeah. we showed up, and it was like, it's our EP release party. Yeah. <laughs> no one was there, and the EP got delayed through Spotify, so it didn't even drop that night anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, all right, what are we going to try again next week? Yeah. <laughs> Second EP release party. Yeah. yeah. I had that same shit happen on Spotify, though. It does that shit sometimes. Mm -hmm. Got to watch cold, out for it. That cold came out of nowhere, too. Oh, it was like, yeah. there's like all these people like, yeah, we're going to pull up the thing. It was like, Negative. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, sorry, can't make it tonight. Well, shit, I think that was the first place I saw you guys. That was uh, it's probably like summer. I feel like it was summer at least uh, at Boar's Head. I remember thinking that you guys were extremely solid, like um, great like front man thing going on, really good crowd crowd work going on. Snarly snacks. I remember that. Just gnarly snacks. <laughs> and sax is fun. Every time I see a band with a sax, I'm like, okay, we're about to have fun. You know, oh, that's yeah. just the vibe that they throw. Nobody's like. Playing depressing sax music, I guess. I don't I know. Hope not, I hope not. But anyways, I remember you were extremely solid. You two were locked in pretty good, if I remember correctly. And I remember you guys looked like you're having fun. That was what I take away. But yeah, I was. I remember being really impressed. I was like, okay, here's another band in town I really enjoy. So yeah, shout out you guys. Hey, thanks, oh, yeah. man. Very Appreciate nice. that. It's funny too. You say that about the sax, where it's like, oh, if the band has a sax, they're oh, they're yeah. not fucking around. Yeah. We were at a uh, show <laughs> on uh, Lake Smith in alabama doing drew's dad's birthday okay. actually we were yep. staying at their lake house we had set up rented a pa from nucci's like set up and we were playing out to the party on the lake That's and it sick. was it was a blast and uh there's this fellow we met les newbie mm -hmm. who uh who <laughs> we didn't know at the time it was the first day we had met him because he was driving down the lake in his boat yeah and he was like Oh, I hear some bass. That must be some live music. But I swear to God, if this is a Jimmy Buffett cover band, like I'm gonna be so pissed. And he gets a little closer, and he heard some electric guitar. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, uh, all right, you know what? That's pretty together. Like they sound together. This is Optimistic. pretty good. And then he heard the saxophone. He goes, if a band has a saxophone, they're not fucking around. That's like I gotta hear go this band. And uh, he came in, and turns out he was. Uh, He's got a studio down in Birmingham. Fantastic yeah. producer. He he worked with uh, Early James and I think an Early St. Okay. Paul and the Broken uh, Bones record. Damn. And uh, used to be a guitarist the with the Indigo Girls. 
He was the drummer yeah, on that St. Paul was record. The, the drummer that's on the first St. Paul and the Broken Bones record. Yeah. He ran across him? That's wild. Uh, just He came there, and then uh, Drew and his family became friends with him, and yeah. every time I've been down there, it's, he came out to some of our shows on tour and everything. It was a really cool contact, but it's funny because he's yeah, like, it's if, the same if a band thing. have a sax. Yeah, man, it's fucking vibe, fucking man. Do you have anything to say about that? The sax vibe? That's why I'm the most confident member in the band. <laughs> it's, it's like... It's like it, it all comes back to this. Yeah, you know, anytime, oh, anytime somebody hears a band, they're like, "Is that a, is that a saxophone?" Sax, I'm like, "You damn right, it's a saxophone." <laughs> I'm like, let me doodle some, sh- let me yeah. doodle some shit right I've here. I've always wondered if it's weird for you guys because, like, there's a lot of times where you don't have to play like long periods of time. Maybe, maybe not, but like, it's always like, "Oh, I probably sit this verse out or something." You know, is that weird for you, or is it like I don't sit anything? You out. don't sit it out. You well, just there's play there's it. a few things. You I'll, sit I'll some play. Stuff I'll play. Out, right? I'll play. I'll just sit there for. It's like a lead yeah. guitarist. Like instead of taking like like a gap between yeah. like a, a lead, uh-huh. I just take that gap for a few seconds, take a breath, and then just start playing off of Cam's guitar vocals so yeah but mostly this guy right here if it, i i listen heavy to the bass and just improv off of his bass lines interesting so that's not to interesting. mention that you also uh rip the harmonica oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> man i yeah. don't think i've ever seen you play harmonica you play it live a lot it's a rare it's, yeah. it's a rare occasion because I, I did it at a show it was a rounded stone played it at a few shows yeah few shows? Play, uh, rounded stone i taught myself so. how to play it so yeah don't come after me if you play harmonica. <laughs> Ryan's like, the song's in C, the harmonica's in C, I can't fuck up. That's the mindset right there. Oh, shit. The thing I didn't realize about harmonica is that you make chords when you suck in too, right? Mm-hmm. Does that not work? Yeah. I didn't realize that until I had different one. different notes. Yeah. Than, yeah. Than I was like, well, out. fuck, because it seems so simple just blowing out. And I was like, oh, fuck, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Bad respect, yeah. I think the saxophone, it, like... Learning how to, knowing yeah. how to play saxophone and playing the harmonica, it's like you can do weird stuff on harmonica. <laughs> You've at least got your breath work. Yeah, it's like hyperventilating on the harmonica. It's like don't come at me if you play harmonica, but this dude's in the mic going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how the hell that nobody turn, makes that sound. Turn right? the harmonica into a didgeridoo. Yeah. It's a damn synthesizer. <laughs> So what what kind of like in the I hate to keep referring to the start, but actually how long have you guys been a band total? This is a good question, just to know. So, so like as a whole four piece, it's been about a year now. Been yeah. about a year. So you mm-hmm. got, we're still in the beginning. But anyways, um, you guys are playing three hour shows, right? You're filling a lot of that time in with jamming covers, originals longer. What are you guys kind doing set wise? You know what I mean? Kind of both. Like well. We have our kind of set way that we'll do an original, but then we'll be mm-hmm. like, all right, let's just extend the jam. It may be two minutes in the uh, when we play it or in the recording or when we're like doing the 40 watt and all. Mm-hmm. Let's make that like eight or nine minutes. So let's fall into yeah. like a, uh, a mode jam, fall a into trance. E and just kind of improv and figure out where to go from there. Or stuff like uh, actually the last show on tour when we played Boar's Head, yeah. um, we did a whole electric set and it hit us. We had a half an hour of music left and we played every electric song we knew yeah. except my potion which was going to be our last one which is about a 12 to 15 minute song nice we we're like we got 30 minutes to fill let's try to make this a 30 minute song <laughs> and we ended up playing a 27 minute my potion <laughs> so, by the way he turns and he looks at all of us and he goes bet you won't play a half hour uh my potion <laughs> challenge accepted so we all sitting there like Okay. <laughs> we immediately <laughs> have to. Yeah, and we damn near did. It was great. Yeah, my high. potion fell into Franklin's Tower in the middle of my potion, sang a chorus or two of Franklin's Tower, and then back into my the potion, fuck, just kind of let it go everywhere. Y'all are on that crazy shit, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Something else that uh, I feel like we're 
quite prone to do is learn random covers or write new songs like literally day before or two days before <laughs> oh, we yeah. go on a show. Mm-hmm. So like when we were playing uh, this October, we made it a point. Um, Brian here has been wanting to play Ghostbusters oh, yeah. forever. Ghostbusters. We did it at Open Mic right. yeah. one night. You remember that? Where, that's where it came from. It was like, fun as shit, like, too. We did, I did all this music, like, yeah. going crazy on yes, Ghostbusters, dude. and they were like, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We were like, what was that, Brian? Yeah. He just goes, that's Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Brand new original. Yeah. Just wrote it last night. Yeah, I wrote this one last night. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah. So Who are you going to call? When it came down to October, we were like, it's spooky season. We <laughs> yeah, got to learn gotta Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And I think we learned Ghostbusters the day before or two days before our first show of October. It was the day before the 40 It was the day before, day before the 40 Nice. We were like, shit. If we can get it down, it's an A and B section, right? We got this. Cool. Yeah. How'd it like, go? Honestly, probably the favorite song from the crowd of Love the whole it, show. Man. Threw yeah. an extended like improv jam in it, made it like a six and a half, seven minute Ooh, song. Oh, <laughs> like, nice, yeah. man. How was, often are you guys doing the improv jam kind of thing? Like, it's like every song is like you just kind of take off, oh, yeah. or is it like we say, know we're going to take off, or you're just like, fuck it? Like, a good three quarter in? of the songs, we have a section where it's just like, all right, verse, chorus. Jam, okay. verse, chorus, another jam. Like, <laughs> so you guys goes. truly are a jam band in that sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For reference, nothing's written down. Interesting. <laughs> we have a no, set list. No. We have, other than that, yeah. it's just like we're gonna play these songs. Yeah. yeah. The names encompass everything. It's like and there's no like chords written down yeah. anywhere. Key like G. there's like no solos written down. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're playing uh, half past ten. All right. And that, that is just everything you need to know, like, in that one sense. How, how strict are you guys on, like, order? Are you guys, like, feeling the crowd out? Like, oh, they need some energy here? Or are you, like, we've got it, that's our three job. hours in order and we're going to play? <laughs> that's his job. Yeah. At, that's, Tell me about it. So it's kind of a mixture of both in a way. Like, we try to, auto, like, already go into a show uh-huh. with the mindset of we're going to, like, kind of play to what the event is going to be type of thing. Gotcha. So, you know, if it's, like, a, you know, a sorority fundraising event mm-hmm. we're probably going to keep the acoustic guitar out and play a bunch of you know you know folky stuff and have a real down tempo good time but if we're playing the 40 watt then people want rock and roll hype, yeah you know hype fun stuff so we're just going to go with that so we try to tailor to it already like initially that's very wise but um like the, the first time we played at uh, i think it was five cap house mm-hmm. we thought it was going to be like a low-key chill event and then we got there and it was clearly a party so we had a whole set list put together of Loki stuff, and I started playing like the first song or two, and it was like singing into the mic about the things that we love, and everyone was like, "Okay, cool." And yeah. then I opened my eyes, and no one was really giving a shit. Yeah. So, so I turned around, and I was like, "Nope," and we like went right into Hey Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So I mean, there is there's definitely uh-huh. a bit of reading the crowd, and like, what's great too is in some songs like we. We have like structured improv sessions where mm-hmm. like you know there'll be you have six bars here to do whatever you want or mm-hmm. here towards the end of the song we're gonna do an improv bit until it's really clear that we're gonna stop type of thing where especially like when we cover um, Runaway Baby oh yeah there's this whole improv thing yeah towards take the off end. with it yeah and it's really fun to work with the crowd on that because you know you. I can read as to whether or not people are going to clap along or if they're, yeah. you know, just kind of watching what's happening or if they're uh-huh. really wanting to get into it or if, you know, they'll sing or that type of thing. So that particular section is extremely fun to really be 
in touch with the audience and kind of play with them and off of them in their energy. And I, that is, it's so much fun. That's awesome. I, I have a blast doing yeah. that. Yeah. It's the most fun thing to do on stage in my opinion. That's and, so hype. And to speak on that, uh, there are songs too. Like we have total improv songs, but that song has like this, like almost structured improv section where we, uh-huh. we, we fall into it the same way every time of like the build cam does an improv solo. And then when he, uh, comes out of he's like give me a kick drum boom and every time we go straight to nothing with the kick you know mm-hmm. and then from there he builds it maybe get some sacks maybe all right Garrett try this on the bass and all and we yeah. will improv it from there so it might be this initial structure to lead to an improv section but yeah. uh so some songs I guess are set up that way too where it's like a structured lead up to that improv yeah like you, you have know? the framework but you know it's mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. Yeah. that's super interesting man that's that's very wise of you guys it's very interesting to hear you say that about like keeping your mind on the crowd because I will say (laughs) I won't not actually that's not fair to say but like I think maybe some bands don't really think about that in the jam sphere you know they're just like all right we're gonna send this for nine and a half minutes and Mm -hmm. don't care you know but the fact that you guys have it clear like oh we're gonna build this get people hyped try to get people to clap that's pretty smart yeah Yeah. Yeah, I remember go ahead uh, sorry uh, well it's it's funny that like you know you mentioned that I might go to the sax you know might go to to Brian and do something there might go to you or like depends what people don't ever really talk about, I think, mm-hmm. at least not that I've heard, is reading the audience is very important. But for the entirety of that song, I'm also reading these three guys. Because yeah. if Garrett's really feeling himself that night, <laughs> hitting all these funky things and going like this, then he's going to, yeah, I'm going to go right to him and have him start the groove. But yeah. if Brian's sitting there just making everyone's face melt off for the entirety of the song before that. Her usual. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? Then, most confident you know, member of the band, everybody. <laughs> the most humble man in the music industry. I especially love going to Max and just being like, hey, Max, floor tom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What you going to do with the floor tom, man? He starts killing it, you know, if he's really feeling his runs and stuff. So. That's you know, reading right. the audience mm-hmm. is great, but reading the band, I feel like, is equally as important to, to make it right, all happen man. the right way. It's a good yeah. point. So a lot of communication, a lot of like, oh, yeah, this that, is next kind of stuff, yeah, right? Speak, yeah, speak there's on. five different head nods. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. the, yeah. you're up, there's the, we're shutting it yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> I like the wide eyes, like, here we go. Like, this is it right here, right here. Yeah. Speaking on, like, communication, I've yeah. never seen a band, like, communicate as well as we do yeah. with words and without words. Okay. How so? You like give me some details. We don't have to say anything for most of our jams. We like we like the wide-eyed thing. They just look at each yeah. other like and it's like start bouncing like, a little yeah. harder. We're, we're about, all right, we're about to stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or and like just like can you have to really understand even with yeah. words sometimes you have to really understand what each other's saying like Yeah. Garrett will be like, "Hey, can you try something that sounds like do 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 and it's like yeah and then i just or like uh for example our, our runaway baby in the breakdown session like yeah. cam is literally just spewing words that don't make sense yeah. like one time can I get met, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like can i get a waterfall of notes and i was like what does that mean <laughs> I mean, but I, I mean, I like you try cl- it? we He's, click with each other, so I know what he's trying to say. But everybody hilarious. in the audience is like waterfall of notes. <laughs> <laughs> These but, guys are super musical. Yeah, it's just like the, the communication is like 
doesn't even it's not even on a yeah. musical level it's just a step above that the way we're able to communicate with not even using note words it's that's pretty like, priceless man yeah. that's a, that's pretty rare man let's get stuff okay. I so, feel like such a clown when I tell drummers to do stuff. I'm like, all right, dude, can you give me that Tom Brady? Like, hey. put him a, don't. It's like, yeah, I know that doesn't help you. you know? But I'm trying, man. I think something that's helped uh, a lot is I feel like we do a lot of just weird stuff together, like mm-hmm. not music-related. Like, we'll go up on top of uh, this mountain up in Dahlonega oh, and just, just spend, you know, like a day or two just, like, chilling up there, just kind of, yeah. like, goofing off doing nothing important like you know during tour we're just like we were just like hey we got like a day and a half before our next show let's just go up on top of frankie's and screw around (laughs) and i think that that honestly like really helps build it because it's like Uh. it's one thing if you have a lot of talented musicians that know how to play their instrument it's another thing if all those talented musicians are friends yeah they actually like each other and know each other as a person like I know Brian over here, and I know that he's a cocky motherfucker. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but, it ain't easy. It ain't easy being. But the thing is, is easy. when you when you know that kind of stuff, yeah. you know exactly like if like you can tell how he's playing. Like, oh, he's playing and he's feeling it. So I'm just gonna let him keep going. We're gonna you know let him just solo until he runs out. Yeah. But like you know, if we didn't know each other that well, you know, it's like we just kind of have this idea of how we wanted the songs to go. Mm-hmm. And then if we disagree on that, nobody can tell that because I don't know what Cam's facial expressions mean. I don't know if he's yeah. kind of like hunched over or looking some kind of way. I don't know what that means anymore. So, you know, it's like knowing each other as a person and really getting that, like, you know, hang out, like these two are roommates, you know, so it's, <laughs> they, they know each other. Exactly. They it's like, if you know <laughs> having that kind of connection with the band i think is like extremely important i think you're uh, right man and i think it's it not in every band man a lot of bands really don't like each other you know yeah. or it's more of a work relationship so you guys seem to actually be friends though from what i can tell oh, no. strictly work relationship <laughs> <laughs> don't like each other at all no there's no fleetwood mac no, that's, thing going yeah on. That's, that's why we sat with beside each other we yeah. despise each other cam are you saying that we're not in a relationship oh <laughs> Is that, is that Things I'm, are getting I'm passing a message over here. Things are getting intimate. Let's go. go. Garrett, right, link him up. All right. Oh, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. Change. Wait. Yeah, there we go. Thumbnail. To anyone who is just weird. listening to the podcast, that was very weird for you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're our Spotify wait, listeners. They're closing <laughs> it out right now. They're like, yeah, I got to get out of here. This is weird. But um, what was I going to say about that? That's awesome. Um, who, oh, this is a good question. Who shares beds on tours? I'm curious. Do you guys, do you guys share beds? Who's the duos? I've shared a bed with this man like three times. Yeah? Well, well one or time. Or do you guys switch it up? I mean, it depends. It, yeah. it, you know, it's very off the cuff wherever you yeah. fall asleep type of thing. But whenever we played in, in Tennessee, we played in Franklin, but we stayed in Nashville. Okay. And we were staying with good friends of ours, a band that <laughs> what they went under the name Fresh no, Squeeze. No, we only refer to them as Fresh Squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh Squeeze. Uh, honeymoons. Sorry. They have the Honeymoons. Shout out Honeymoons. Yeah, They're honey, amazing. Honeymoons. Yes, I've heard good <laughs> things. They changed uh, it, though. Fresh Squeeze is so good. <laughs> yeah, Fresh Squeeze is a good name. But uh, we were staying with those guys, and... They their house was not accommodating to have people a lot of people there and uh, to relax comfortably. It was com- it was accommodating for, to have a lot of people there all playing music together because yeah. there was just a, like a big empty living room with one couch and a bunch of amplifiers. <laughs> one couch and so the one couch laid down and it was like 
this wide, maybe, you know, and, you know, a twin bed length. Yeah. And that was Brian and I's bed. So we were like back to back, you know, <laughs> like just kind of curled up under the same blanket at like yeah. three o'clock in the morning. Brian's sleeping. I'm sitting there still wearing <laughs> off some mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and just like Coming so down. <laughs> tight on this little couch thing. Yeah. yeah just, so he just leans over, puts his arm around me. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Cam is definitely a cuddler. Yeah. There was a, a, a night on tour. When we were uh, we were up in uh, Dahlonega, and uh-huh. Garrett's sister Kayla, shout out Kayla, um, had this awesome oh, little, yeah. had this awesome little camper thing on top of her car, um, <laughs> and she offered to let us try it out, and we were like, heck yeah! So <laughs> I had a tent, but it wasn't that warm, and I was like, I feel like I'm gonna get real cold tonight. So Cam like was already gonna be sleeping up there, and he was like, Hey Max, if you want to join me up here, you're good. And I was like, sure, there's enough space. And um, sure enough, at like 2 in the morning, I wake up in Cam's arms, just like around me. And I was just like, you know what? This is good. <laughs> this is nice. This is nice. And that's the communication. That's where yeah, it yeah, this is where it all comes no, back to. It's a physical you. connection. Yeah. Oh, God. That's hilarious, man. And now the people are definitely closing out. <laughs> that and they're listening really intently. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, it's actually just a drawing of the sticks thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Wherever you end up. Yeah, are you guys like, hotel guys? Are you guys always trying to hang out with people that you meet? Or we're in the back of a full van, kind of guy. Oh, <laughs> Slept in the van a couple times, camped a couple times, nice. stayed in a lot of people's houses. This man literally sleeps on the floor most of the places we nice. go. It, for all, pretty much all of the time we were in Nashville, he slept on the ground. Well, I slept in the <laughs> van until it got too hot when the sun came up, and then I moved to the house on the floor. Yeah. So, so it's like a deep sleep. <laughs> oh, you know it. The entire tour of May I got yeah. like 25 hours total. <laughs> Over a month? Yeah, I don't think we've ever spent the night in a hotel. No. Uh, We've I never done the hotel. We can't afford the hotel. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a special occasion. That was a special occasion. But it was not with the band. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. He, the wouldn't, band. he wouldn't let us come. Yeah. That's the problem. He really yeah. Came yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Well, let's talk about this tour more. Give me, give me the rundown on it. What was the routing like? What was the planning? What was the booking like? Kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Well, in terms of booking, we all did it. We, yeah. Like, together, well, uh, hold on. Shout out to Marina. She definitely helped. She got us the first gig in, in Birmingham at a festival. Um, it was What's really her cool. last name? Uh, Falache. Is she younger? She's like uh, yeah, I think she's like twenty-one. Sophomore now. UGA. No, no, she lives not? in, in uh, South Carolina. She was going up to Bend, North Carolina. Carolina. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Charleston. Yeah. We'll continue um, on. Sorry. But yeah, she she helped us, you know, get a gig or two, and then we we all shot emails around and got the whole route going. It was uh, Birmingham, and then Dahlonega. Dahlonega, and then Nashville, and then South Carolina, and then a bunch of Georgia gigs. That's so we just kind of did man. a little like spiral type of thing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. nice because all of us have different backgrounds in different places. Um, cause you know, Brian over here is from Savannah and, and Garrett over here is from Dahlonega and Cam and I are from Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, and then Drew, who was with us on tour, he's from Dahlonega. Yeah. Um, sorry, he's from Birmingham. Yeah, I don't know why I said Dahlonega, but it just helped kind of having all of these little connections. Then we knew fresh squeeze up in, up in Nashville. Um, so we just kind of had all of these connections in all uh-huh. these different places. Um, so basically we all just kind of like. We're like, all right, let's like over these two weeks, just like reach out to who you know, yeah, and let's just kind of like 
throw these shows together. And we had like a few key shows that we already knew we were going to. Like we had the date for the first Birmingham show. We had the date for um, the Nashville show. And uh -huh. then we had the date in South Carolina. And we were like, whoever has this area, yeah. you have like a week and just figure out what yeah. shows you can fit into that week. That's so awesome. Like, you know, Garrett was like, all right, I'll go out to Delonaga and anywhere in that area, try to find like a show or two between, yeah. you know, Birmingham and Nashville. <laughs> just On like, the route. Fill in whatever we can. Well, that's mm -hmm. an awesome way to do it, man. Where, just out of curiosity, where'd you guys play at in Birmingham and Nashville? The Nick. I was oh, going to say, I know you yeah, went yeah, down there like and played the Nick. some. The Nick, Nick is cool. awesome. You guys enjoyed it? Oh, yeah, it was neat, How was man. the crowd? You guys have any crowd? We played on a Thursday or Tuesday yeah. night, I think. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, tough. so that's it tough. was. Saturdays I mean, are tough. It was, out there it was the a crowd. fun. <laughs> I mean, it was a fun show. Everybody was sick that show. Yeah. And, oh yeah, <laughs> we all came down with like a pretty shitty like head and throat cold type of thing. So we, I, Garrett and I. Had we ate like four caffeine pills before because okay. and like four caffeine pills and like two Nyquil before the show to like try to <laughs> try to get, dude, not we, even the Dayquil we felt like shit man <laughs> so like you, you know three quarters of the show like three quarters into the show like my voice pretty much went out Oof. but the thing is like I, the Nick is a super grungy awesome yes. rock bar when so my voice sick. went out I just sang like this yes. and it kind of worked honestly yeah. you know I kind of made the songs more hardcore you fit in even better there yeah oh, it kind of it worked out pretty well and you know the honestly we had a few people come out and see uh -huh. us we you know we had some of our friends that were following us kind of with almost every show that we played and That's then we awesome. had a couple friends of drew's come out and then yeah. the people at the bar were vibing too like one of the bartenders came and just like jammed out for a song or two and just like nice. hung out and we didn't really have much of a crowd but we ended up i think i think we had like five dollar tickets and we yeah. walked out of there with like a bunch of free beer and 20 bucks nice you know? <laughs> word 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 that's it's one of those places though it's a cool just cool to play there you know it's very yeah. cool good so sound actually yeah great history i thought the whole i read like this whole article about the history of it it was really cool and dude honestly i don't ever see any, any videos of it being packed ever not like hating on it but like you know you just don't ever see the nick like packed out but uh yes yeah, so that's awesome so you guys enjoyed that where'd you play at in nashville Oh, so it was, it was actually Franklin, Tennessee, technically. Franklin, not okay. really Nashville. Yeah, how far um, is that away? I don't, I don't know. It's that twenty idea. minutes. Yeah, twenty, it's 20 a minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's just like Marriott um, is. Like, yeah, yeah, work. Like, yeah. yeah, I call that Atlanta any day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, same type of thing. Especially so, uh, on a tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the uh, the Mockingbird Theater. Mockingbird Theater. Uh, which, sounds nice. Oh, it's it honestly, it really was. It was a fantastic venue. It's really cool. Very uh, like auditorium style. The stage is here, and then the seats go up a ways. And it was really cool old school brick yeah like what? theater too yeah interesting it was That's great cool, man yeah mm -hmm. the mix was awesome it, yeah. you know on stage and off stage like um we we played with fresh squeeze and down boy that's oh, the, nice, those were the two nice, you know. nice. and nice they of course show. killed their sets as they always do <laughs> as and, they do uh, you know it was, it was great to be able to play with those guys it's such i mean like a really pretty darn cool venue like yeah? it, it wasn't super huge and it didn't have like an unbelievably fancy green room or anything but it was a really solid place to play. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Places like that are so fun, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. You had a green room? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And then you came back to Dahlonega. I'm trying to route it in my head. Now, we so. went uh, to Canopy and the Roots in Dahlonega, then up to Nashville. Gotcha. And then uh, from Nashville over to a festival on Lake Hartwell on the South Carolina This was the last-minute thing, right? I feel like Drew mentioned some sort of last-minute festival you guys picked up. Is that, is that correct or not? It, it wasn't really necessarily last-minute. It was... It was 
Do Not Day was what we kind of based. That was like, that was like the first one. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily like like a last minute festival. It yeah. was just it's a very unique festival. What was the name of it? Slapping and Howling. Um, it, it's at a piece of land that my I'm lucky enough to have my parents have a, have a piece of, and oh, I get sick. to go and and be a part of this wonderful community called Avalon there. Really? And they have the you know a bunch of really wonderful people are a part of it. Some of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Drew Architects. and his parents are part of yeah, it. Yeah, Drew and his parents oh, are part of. That's how I've known Drew my whole life. Basically, is from this, this piece of land. And uh, you know they there's this wonderful group of extremely intelligent, wonderfully kind people who have built yeah. this community type of thing with you know stages and buildings and houses and all types of stuff and. You know, it was kind of like a, a low-key, almost not like a secret festival type of thing, but like a <laughs> like you got to know about it. You got to know people. You have to yeah. be part of the circle to come to it. And it was us and Fresh Squeeze yeah. went to this festival and uh, and got to play it because Leo of Fresh Squeeze, uh, the he was the bass player. Now he's the the vocalist. Okay. And uh, he he's been a part of it his whole life too. Same with Marina, their brother and sister. Okay. So it's like okay. this this was a really cool like culmination of like a very family atmosphere for a festival where we got to go and I, I it was really wonderful to me because I've known these people that were there for um, damn near my entire life. Yeah. So to be able to go there with my band and be like, look, look at what we've done. Look, we're this is our something. music. We're having yeah. this fun time, and to have everyone be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> oh my god! You know, <laughs> it was a really cool, very intimate, awesome festival. That That's hype, man. It was my see. by far the fa- my favorite show of. Nice. Of, the, of the tour because it was a whole weekend of, of partying yeah. in the woods and playing music. That sounds great. really fun. It's a yeah. lot of improv too. We'll sit for three, four hours with eight, nine musicians Damn. and just improv is wow. for that whole time. There was one jam, I guess not this last year, but the year before that uh, we played with Fresh Squeeze that yeah. Yeah. lasted literally, it was an hour and a half improv nonstop. Yeah. Damn. Oh, like, overall, the whole thing was like six hours. Like mm-hmm. all the recordings we got was like it's six crazy. hours. It of was man. wild. That it, sounds like fun. The way you talk about it, it sounds fucking. I want to go. That sounds cool, man. Yeah. It sounds really cool. It's a wildly wonderful experience. Is it a once a year kind of thing? It, yeah, it yeah. is a once a year type of thing. It's very it's, cool. I, I think they're doing it again this year. I don't know when. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You better get on the schedule. It sounds like you had fun, man. Mm-hmm. It's a good time, oh, man. And then where'd you guys go from there? It'd be South Carolina, right? That, oh, that was, was in South Carolina. That was in South Carolina. Okay, okay. So, so then we came warm. back to Georgia. Nice to do Boar's Head and, and Smith's in Atlanta. Yeah. Smith's in Atlanta. Dude, this is a good little tour. And the Imperial. Yeah, the Imperial. the Imperial. The Imperial. The Imperial Lounge. I've never heard of it. Is it nice? It's a dot. It's the only bar in Elberton. Like <laughs> yeah. on this trip, it's a little dive bar that no one knew who we were that were yeah. there, but everyone had fun that was That's there. Great, so. man. <laughs> Well, yeah. shit, dude, I'm excited. Are you guys have any plans for another tour? Because it sounds like you guys got it going on. Any any plans to widen the scope anymore or anything? Nothing particularly in the works. Uh-huh. Just kind of right now we're, I think, just kind of trying to, like, build our following and, yeah. like, really get our name out there before we go places. Gotcha. Because it's kind of difficult. If we really wanted to spread our scope, it's like, you know, okay, sure, we could book this place up in you know, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But if nobody's ever heard of us in Kentucky, we'll have like four people there. And, yeah, it's you tough know, to that's, round it out. That's, you know, like $200 of getting up to Kentucky just for, you know, maybe one new Spotify <laughs> listener. You know, it's like, I think I think at this point we're, we're really just trying to get that loyal following like really rooted um, before then we can really just kind of go anywhere and at least someone will follow us and Hopefully, we'll have enough reach uh-huh, at that point from Athens to where people will be like, "Oh snap! I, you know, found this band on it on yeah. you know Spotify, and let's go see what they're like in person." And yeah, man. Hopefully, get a 
That's a really good, good plan, I think. One. I think you guys can't go wrong with that, I think. Um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, tell me about the new single is what I was going to say. What's what's the plans on this? I heard a little bit of details from him earlier, but I want, I want to hear the plan for the new single slash EP. What should we expect coming up? Well, um, so it's it's almost finished. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been working on it a lot. Um, I'm, I was the recording engineer and producer of the whole thing. Nice. Where'd you I'm, record it at? At home. Nice. nice. Uh, <laughs> recorded almost the entire thing on one microphone. Word. Uh, what a, microphone? I'm just curious. It's an AKG. It's very similar to an SM57, nice. but it's from the 1960s. It was his granddad's in his granddad's what? recording studio. Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful Sick. microphone. I, I wish I knew what model it was so some eh? microphone nerd could look it up and tell me how cool it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just sounds really unique. It has a really awesome uh, you know, tone to it. So. AKG is uh, quality, man. Yeah. That's exciting. So what, what kind of sound are we looking at here? Did you guys do it... Uh, I'm assuming like separately, like guitar first, drums first, something like that. Yeah, I actually I just kind of got a wild hair to record this song um, mm-hmm. one day. I, I had you know a couple of hours of nothing to do, and I was like, screw it, I haven't recorded in a while, so I, yeah. I laid down the bass tracks, and it came really naturally. Like you know, we had, we had played the song live a couple of times, yeah. and so you know it was it wasn't like it was a brand new song, so it just started coming together. And after I laid the guitar down, I was like, wow, that's really cool, and. I wonder what it would sound like with you know a little bit of bass on it, and I went and I, you know, I played some yeah. bass on it, and it was like damn. And I showed damn. it to these guys, and they were like, "Damn, <laughs> damn!" <laughs> so we we just kept going, and Max laid down, or you laid down some sax after that, and then Max okay. took a couple different you know things, doing percussion and drums and all yeah. that type of thing. So I'm I'm almost finished uh, mixing it, which is. Uh, it, I have good and bad news. The good news is, if anyone's been curious what song it is, we're going to be uh, releasing Jet Black Moon. If you've heard it live, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if you've heard it. I don't it know if I know that one in particular, but maybe it's I a, heard it's a it. song I wrote uh, when I was sitting completely alone for miles in Alaska. Uh, in Alaska. Shut up. <laughs> in his mom's and, and so it has a really cool vibe to it. It's a completely different thing than anything we've ever released before. Sweet. Um, but that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is, <laughs> since I'm still working on it and I'm not the most efficient sound engineer. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not going to come out quite at the end of the month like I wanted it to. It's probably going to be the uh, first couple of weeks of December. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Make sure it's right. You know? Exactly. You don't want to have to sit there and listen to it every time and go, fuck, <laughs> yeah. fuck, you know what I mean? Like, should have yeah. done this. You should get somebody else to take a, just a listen at it, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a, you know, a couple different people. Uh-huh. Like, we, we'll listen to it and, and give critiques and, and yeah. morph it and shift it and... I mean, it, it's getting really close. I'm really happy with the way it sounds right now. I yeah. just need to shift a and couple different things. And we have Brian's uh, buddy yeah. going to master it. Jeff. 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 That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Same yeah. guy. Jeff's going to master it If for you us. get a chance, especially if he's mastering it, get him to take a glance at your mix, and he can help you like with like little stuff like that will help the master, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I mean, your stuff sounds really good. Yeah, like, thank you. Know, he it does sounds all really wonderfully stuff. produced. Yeah. Thank so you. I appreciate that. Is that where you did uh, that last Blinding Lights? Yeah, table? we did We did Blinding Lights on an 8-track tape machine, which is kind of cool. Oh, Je- that's Jeff's beautiful. got a sick old Tascam that's really sick. He's a just got a whole, He's got a whole set. setup, dude. I would highly suggest you guys start working with Jeff because Jeff is a master of audio. Very, yeah. very much respect for him. I but was yeah. curious too. What made you choose Blinding Light? What made you choose Blinding Light? Yeah. Uh, we just kind of sauced it up for the live set. Like people, nobody was asking for it really, but like um, <laughs> nobody wanted it. But, but you gave I it to that. Yeah, it was oh, it was man. the guitar player's idea, and then we like we were like fuck. All these synth lines are like perfect guitar hooks. If you get what I mean. And we transferred over, and people just fucking lose their minds when we played it. So we're like, okay, maybe maybe this is a good cover choice to record, you know? Not that we want to record that many covers, but uh, 
Yeah, that worked out nicely. Thanks for asking. Man. Oh yeah, absolutely. It. it was a great take of it. Yeah, I, I, thank I you. really enjoyed it. it I think was it awesome. sounds like us. I'm pretty proud of it. Mm-hmm. And that's all Jeff, man. I mean, I, I helped him produce it and everything, but uh, that's us playing live, running into his tape machine, and then we sauce it up with some samples, and I did the vocals separate and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I would love to hear you guys playing live into his tape machine. I feel like you guys would dig that. What do you? What's like the biggest difference that you've noticed playing like recording onto tape versus recording? Oh, uh, like, I'd digitally? say like warmth. Warmth would be the main thing. Like uh, things in digital can sound a little sharp, and I've made like a ton of songs in digital, not hating on it, you know. But like just once you record in tape machines, like oh, this has a lot less edge, I guess. You know what I'm saying? In a good mm-hmm. way. Um, but like I'm still not one of those guys to be like, I'm not recording on tape, you know. Like I'm not gonna be like, if it ain't on tape, then fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> still like, digital is so fine. You know what I mean? But um, it was my my big thing for that was doing it live. I think was the important thing that I wanted to get because it's kind of like a moving song you know kind of makes you dance makes but, uh, sense yeah i would love to see you guys work with jeff if you guys ever need somebody i told i told drew the same thing though drew called me wanting to know who he should do his ep with now that he's doing it here and uh i was like fucking hit jeff up because jeff's got all the mics all the tape stuff it's very cool i've already done some work with jeff and have you yeah dude man. what'd you do with him i i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about oh, it oh it's a secret <laughs> now i, I really want to know. I, I, I do a lot of recording with like yeah? other artists okay in Athens, just because. Oh, I remember. I'm that good. I had to leave. I because <laughs> I'm the best of the best. That's all there is to yeah, it. I'm just the best. Nah, it's um, I I got invited to work with a really talented. You know. Yeah. You know, okay. Now I remember. Okay, I was yeah. leaving as you were coming in. Okay. I was just goofing off with him, and yeah? he made me sound a lot better than what I am. So thank yeah. you, Jeff. Shout out, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's hype. I'm ready for that record. Has anybody else heard that one, or just you? Bro, I've heard all of it. It's pretty damn. Tight. It's pretty damn sick. I you heard you guys sure figure out who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But a, anyways, I have a really quick question. By go the way, ahead, man. and it's it's kind of a technical thing. So hit it's me with it. Out. But. When you recorded Blinding Lights and released it, did mm-hmm. you have to get a sample clearance? Not a sample clearance, but like a, an interpolation uh, no. clearance or anything like that? No, you have to get... If you're on DistroKid, are you on DistroKid? No, uh, Record Union. Uh, I'm sure it's got the same thing. But uh, you go on there and you pay a one-time fee to release a cover song, and it covers and collects everything for you and makes sure all the royalties go out of them oh, as cool, well. Oh, cool, cool, cool. How much but was that fee, if you don't mind me? It asking? was $12. Oh, nice. But there's different ways to do it, because I'm, I'm on two different <laughs> distributors right now. And uh, some of them do $12 a year. And I was like, fuck that. That's a, like for life, you know what I mean? That'll add up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And But I, I found one that's $15 one-time fee. I think I'm just going to start doing that. Nice. But, yeah, they, they take care of all the collection and shit like that. Okay, but, cool. Yeah. yeah, I was that's just cool. curious about that. Yeah, it's a good question, man. appreciate it. Uh, where was I going with this? I got sidetracked. Uh, we're coming around Victory Bend, so I guess you guys should start telling me, like, um, what the what's the ambition? What's the long term plan? Where do you guys hope to be in the next couple of years? What's what's next? You know what I mean? Like, well, I know it's a big question, but I guess we can start this because I actually want to hear your take on on yeah. kind of this Tell I- me. idea and direction that we've talked about is on this last tour. It was okay. We're going to take a month and we're not working. We're on the road and we're mm-hmm. going to tour. Yeah. And granted, we made enough money to pay rent and bills, which was That's a awesome. huge goal and success. To be yeah. like, you know what? This month I paid. Uh, everything with tour money. That's high. But that's hard to stay consistent doing that without something on the side, you know, or being in multiple bands doing that. Totally. So kind of the idea that I've talked through with them is try and build consistency. And once you're consistent enough, that is a tour. So like if we can get five to six shows a month by December and stay consistent with that and build that to maybe 10 by May and by August, maybe 12, 15. And once we're hitting 15, 20 shows a month, 
that is tour. And exactly. we can kind of spread out from there. What is your thought on the approach of a consistency build up to a tour versus just like, you know what, we're setting aside this time to tour? That's a good question, man. I like questions like this. I'm into this kind of stuff. I think about it way too hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. It's, it's really hard to be like, all right, everybody, you got to have two months of nothing. Like, get ready. Let's go. And I think it adds up to a lot of like Tuesday and like Monday shows, in my opinion. So like if you could, I think the way to do it is to like, like you say, like start kind of playing some. And you guys have relationships with these places now. But like, I hate to say be the weekend warrior, but like a tour of Thursday, Friday and Saturday shows every weekend is the same as Monday through Friday for two weeks. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you can go Thursday through Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every weekend for fucking I don't know, four months, that equals out to three months straight or three weeks straight. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like there's no like people like do like three shows in in like a, one state away and they call it a tour. You know what I mean? So like I feel like weekend like I feel like weekends is the way to go, kind of. You get what I mean? Yeah. Cause like your crowd is gonna be bigger too, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So like what I'm trying to say is I don't know if this makes any fucking sense. Is that three weeks straight as opposed to Two months of weekend shows, yeah. the two months of weekend shows would be your better move, in my opinion. That's just me, though. It makes sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And Thursday, Friday, Saturday crowds are almost always better. You know what I'm you saying? make money that way, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's how I'm staggering our current spring tour. We're doing, like, like still make it worth your time travel-wise. Like, we're doing, we're going to go, like, Columbia, Charleston. Columbia, and then two nights in Charleston. We're going to do uh, Knoxville and then Nashville. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We're going to do... Charlottesville, Virginia, and then D.C. and come back. We're going to do fucking Tuscaloosa and then uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, hit somewhere on the way. And if you can play somewhere two nights in a row, I'd fucking love doing that, you know? get to plant roots for a minute. You get to invite the people that saw you the night before to come see you again. You get to hang around in the town for a minute and enjoy it, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. This is just That's just my take on it. But... If you guys want to set aside two months and get after it, there's nothing wrong with that, man. I respect the shit out of it. I wish I could, man. That's hard, man. That's tough. But yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Does that kind of answer your question, yeah, though? Yeah, it does. A I was just bit? curious your take on that because yeah. um, we've been kind of gearing towards a more consistency route, but I like yeah. the idea of that Thursday through Saturday. That's, yeah, that's a great idea. Relatively appealing, and the crowds mm-hmm. are almost always better on the weekends, as I'm sure you guys know. That's what we ended up playing. Nice. Like, I think we played 10 shows on tour, and nine of the 10 shows were Thursday through Saturday. Yeah, kind of yeah. that's very so, wise, very wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's a lot to think about. Tour routing's tough, man. It's a bitch, because in one place, mm-hmm. you'll be like, yeah, we want you on the 25th, and it's like, just doesn't line up with somebody else who wants you on the 12th, and it's like, Fuck, fuck, fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> we did like, we did a fucking, we went down to Myrtle Beach and played at a tin roof, which is like a cover bar kind of thing. And we were down there and a Clemson fraternity called us and wanted us in the morning for a tailgate. I was like, fuck, man, we have to leave right now. And then he talked me into it. And the next night we had to be in Tuscaloosa and we were going to have all day to drive. But instead, we drove to fucking Clemson, played the noon tailgate, drove straight to Tuscaloosa to play the night slot, barely made it. And it was like beat down. I was like, yeah, I don't even know if this is fun right now. You know what I mean? Like, we're working too hard here, kind of. You know what I'm I saying? I was watching you do those runs. I was like, this man is a workhorse. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Our voices were beat. Our ankles were hurting. Uh, we weren't really, like, I mean, you just play so many. It's where you can't, like, care about every detail anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. I hate to say beats the fun out of it, but, like, it definitely is not as fun as, like, one show on Saturday. You get what I mean? If you know you have a day or two to sleep in, I can do that. Like, yeah. the other... To end out our October, I ended up with 
the damn jam band a show with Drew and I filled in for a week with the Josh Bennett band on yeah, bass while Gabe them. was out of town. There was sixteen shows in like twenty days that Woo! I ended up playing. Nice. And to round it out it was uh four hours with Josh Bennett Thursday night, a two hour three hour show Friday night, yeah. and then played one show with Josh Saturday and two shows with the damn jam band Saturday. So it was like five shows in that if I didn't have Sunday to sleep, I'd have been like, fuck it. You know, but I feel like if you can have a day or two of just like, you know what, I might wake up to watch a movie on the couch and go back to bed, (laughs) then it's, it's very much more bearable. Exactly, man. It's it's tough, man. It's not easy because then you think about it, you're on the road, you're like, fuck, can we take a day or two here? It's like, no, we'll lose hundreds of dollars, like Mm -hmm. just in like eating and like, you know what I mean? Like if you're staying in a hotel, which we always do. And I don't know, man. It's a lot of fun, though. If you can get it routed correctly, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. I'd say, like, you guys are already doing it right, though. Like, you had your key dates, and you planned around those, which is very wise. And get your get your money gigs in place, kind of, and, like, okay, we can play this little bitty tiny place the night before if they'll book us and make no money because we know on Saturday we'll make enough to get us home or get us to do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, booking's not easy. But you guys, you guys seem to already be on the on the right path with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's I don't good. know if that answers your question, but I hope that helps. No, it definitely does. Yeah? That's been the nice thing about camping is that we don't have to spend yeah, any money great. on camping. That's great. Man. No, what we're, we're all good with the It's like, all right, we all have either a hammock or a tent or something. We can just find a that's you awesome, know, find dude. some public piece of land somewhere, and we all like it. So yeah. it's like you know, we sit around a fire for you know a night or two, and yeah. you know, you either we do that or, or we know somebody, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it honestly saves us a lot of money. Like we all yeah. ended up walking away from tour with pocket money. Like that's high. Yeah. I ended up being able to buy a brand new snare drum that I paid like six hundred dollars for. Let's go, and man. still had money to spare. Yeah, I was you gonna know, ask I'll if you guys were profitable, but I feel that's a tacky question. I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, we were. I slept yeah. on rocks, so. <laughs> <laughs> I slept on a rock and in a front seat. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, like, not only does the whole camping thing, like, save money on tour, yeah. but it's also, like, I mean, we write some of our best songs through camp camping. You're like, you know, we'll That's go right. in the woods and some of us will get a little extra twisty and have some things come into mind and write songs about it, you know? That's like, where When Tomorrow Happens came from. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's show part, you the door. Show you the door, yeah, exactly. Literally wrote that one on tour and then played it at most of the <laughs> yeah. shows on tour afterwards. We yeah. did. We wrote that one two days before the Nick and played it at the Nick. That's right. <laughs> well, you guys hold on to that. That's you guys' essence, you know what I mean? That's kind of like yeah. how you guys are doing it. I respect that, it's man. It's part of the vibe. It's Very like, cool. I don't, I don't really want to change doing it. Like, it'd be nice for every now and then like if we start really making money on tour yeah. to stay at like have a pretty, shower pretty nice dank ass places. <laughs> you know. but then you know if we got four days on the at bet your ass i'm sleeping in a tent for four days yeah. that's what i'm saying like, i like that, with nature man. what the Get you know, like, come on. button while you're on tour you know oh, yeah that's nice i'm gonna go cuddle with a cow <laughs> Did you say cut open or cuddle? Cuddle, huh? Oh, <laughs> cuddle He's going to go one before the other. Crawl on inside. Oh, you got to do some things when it's when it comes nighttime and it gets cold. <laughs> looks at camera. Yeah. Night on hot. You got to look around at the camera. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that was awesome, you guys. You guys have any closing notes for the camera you'd like to say? Anywhere? Where can we find your music? What do you guys name on Instagram? That kind of stuff. 
Uh, all right, well, Instagram is CDJ Band for Cam's Damn Jam Band. Nice. So damn what? Jam, Cam, Damn Jam Band. And the man with the Dan and, and the As every drunk person yeah. says <laughs> yeah. every that, time they ask. That's a great name, by the way. I'm a big Thanks. fan of the name. Thanks. That's a nice ring. But the, the Instagram was shortened to CDJ Band because too many times I would be like, the, the Instagram is Cam Damn Jam Band. And people would be like, what? Dan's Band? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but you find us anywhere you find people with music. If it's Apple Music or Spotify or Tidal mm-hmm. or you know SoundCloud or whatever mm-hmm. you use, we're we're out iTunes. there. iTunes, and YouTube, and whatever the hell. Um, it's usually on all that good shit. Yeah. yeah, all that good shit. We got we got our new single coming out within December. the month. Yeah, early December, December probably. I'm, I'm going to give an actual date whenever I actually finish making it sound beautiful. Uh, I, I'm very excited to release this song. I, I, I'm I excited to hear it. I didn't properly express that earlier, I feel like. Cause, <laughs> man, this song is it's so... Like, we have a fun sound, I think. This is, a, this is a powerful song. It's really? a very... It's a deep, awesome, groovy, swinging, powerful song. About as really serious as it. we get. Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah, great. Yeah, it's about it's, yeah. and the saxophone on it is gnarly. I got it. No <laughs> chance. It's no. Dirty. The first time I heard it, I was good. like, "This might be the most beautiful I've ever heard Brian play the saxophone." Why are you guys like, gassing him up, bro? He's already coming. <laughs> it sounded like shit, man. I back, I back it up, man. I back it up. I like. Oh, you you want to go? No, no. You guys would have killed me if you'd been like, yeah, it sounds pretty good, but the weak link is really the saxophone. <laughs> yeah, that guy sucks. No, I'd like to give a, I just want to give a shout out to like literally all of our family members. Yes. Like, gee, yeah. we would not be any, the tour would not have happened if it was not for Max's parents giving us places to stay. Like Garrett's parents giving us places to stay, helping us out along the way, coming out to our shows. Drew's parents. Drew's parents. Drew. Drew's parents. Shout we out their Ms. lake Mara. house and their house. Yeah, Damn. shout out Miss Mara. We love you. <laughs> I do. I love, love you, Miss Mara. Mara. <laughs> shout out but, Drew. Just like too, what's up? my mom. And you, you know, too. I gotta give you a shout out, mom. I love you to death. But just like classic all the support, Ashley. classic yeah. Ashley. All the support they've given us. Like, yeah. literally, there's nothing better knowing that like it's not just your parents, but you've got. Three other sets yeah. of parents, like yeah. they just priceless, come out there man. and support you no matter what, and they're 100%. super excited to see you. Yeah. And they're just great people too. Yeah, I really feel like we have a like really great like both backing and safety net with like everyone that we have. Because I mean, Garrett's you know sister has been doing art for the band since really? we started. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad has also assisted with making the cover for a damn good time shout out um, mr scott my mom got me my <laughs> yeah. acoustic guitar and, yeah. and also printed out like all yeah, of our all uh, like flyers and everything and his dad wrote uh you know <laughs> half past 10 and played with us in atlanta and then uh my dad was the technician for our ep and really? you know really like mm-hmm. mixing well, you guys got all like culture going on so here. it's been great like you know knowing that we already have at least someone to help really get us going. Yeah, someone rooting for you. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're not just in this and have to do everything for ourselves. We have, you know, friends and family that are there with us every step of the way that we can really, like, if we need to, fall back on and be like, hey, we don't know where to go from here. Yeah. You know, where where can we really, what can we do to push ourselves back up? Uh, and having all these friends and family are really, like, priceless, man. what's helping us yeah. get as far as we can 
And uh-huh. I think that's been really one of the best, you know, experiences is just kind of knowing that everywhere we go, we have someone there for us. Yeah. Shout out to the whole damn jam fam. That's, that's what it is. The whole damn jam family. You know who jam fam. I love them. I live with you. I live with some of them, you know. Well, that's awesome, you guys. I really like what you guys going on. On, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I like the energy you guys got going. This whole culture, <laughs> if you want to call it that, I like it, man. You guys just keep doing what you're doing. Keep that good energy, and you guys are gonna be fine, man. Mm. Keep living it, man. That's the hope. That's what's up. 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 All right, everybody. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Y'all are foolish, man. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you made it an hour and 15 minutes, I'm very proud of that. Uh, check out us out on Jameson underscore OTR on Instagram. Check us out Spotify, Apple Music, all that shit. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. It was a blast. Thank yeah, you for, for having sure. us. Thank it was a wonderful time. Let's do it again in like six months. We'll see what yeah. you guys do in yeah, six perfect. months, and we'll get back in here, all right? Yeah. 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 All right, give them a wave for the thumbnail. If we Ladies, don't I'm us. single. <laughs> yeah. Extremely. <All> right. <laughs> Extremely. <Bye. laughs> we'll see y'all.